Bunker Banter! We are back for another edition of the critically acclaimed podcast known as Bunker Banter. I am your host, the one and only Tim Paragon, joined by my pal, the chief, Dennis Dungey. Denny, what's going on today? Boy, we got a packed show again today. I want to kick it right off before we get in deep into the show, kick it off with this phenomenon that I found over the last month or so, roller skating. My daughters have gotten into it. Uh, they've been taking lessons, which I didn't even know was possible, uh, but they've been going, they're in month two now. And uh, the lady that teaches the class is a national champion. Her daughter is a national champion. And just curious to know what your knowledge is on this phenomenon. Now, I'm assuming that you're referring to the indoor variety of uh, roller skating. That's right. Indoor four wheels. Indoor four wheels. Okay, here we go. So uh, I am somewhat familiar with this. I'm getting like an image of like a like an 80s kind of vibe. We got some lights going, maybe some Madonna playing. Uh, you know, you may or may not be wearing leg warmers of some kind. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting here from the uh, indoor indoor roller skating. Uh, I am more of a roller blader myself. I've gotten into that over the last, uh, I would say, year and a half or so. But as far as roller skating, I am uh, in uncharted waters. Well, I can say it's a phenomenon as I led off the show with. I did some roller skating back in my childhood, which was years ago. Um, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was dead, but it's really not. It's out there. So, but diving into our lineup for the show this week, um, we're going to cover a little follow-up on the job fair. We have a fundraising concert coming to town later this month. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit. Section event registrations open, and we have our usual banter, including the upcoming March Madness tournament. Uh, we got football news, PGA Tour news. Um, so let's dive into it. I uh, do just real quick want to give a shout-out. Uh, to Sue Bell, honorary member and former staff member here for a long time. I uh, got a text message from her this weekend that she's been listening in to Bunker Banner. So certainly want to thank her for joining us from down on the beach in Florida, uh, joining in the other millions and millions of viewers and, and listeners that we have. Hope everybody's enjoying it. And uh, we appreciate you joining in. Absolutely, Danny. And I, too, received a text message from uh, honorary member Sue Bell. So, again, we are critically acclaimed. If Sue likes it, then I guess we're doing something well. So, Sue, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll start off here on our banter portion of the episode. There's a lot of different ways I think we can go. There's a, there's a lot going on in the sporting world. But I will start with the Major League Baseball fiasco that is ongoing. Uh, today, they have another deadline in place. Um, with uh, the, the union and the players association and they're probably going to cancel more games and it's looking more and more like a late May, June 1 start date for the baseball season. Uh, just hearing everything that's going on from you know both the, some owners that have spoken out, uh, some of the players that have kind of spoken out, my uh, take on this is that the owners are tone deaf to the sport itself and seem like they're obviously greedy and everything like that. And I just think the players are kind of kind of dumb in a lot of aspects and what they're asking for. Uh, I know I mentioned to you the other day, and this is this was kind of telling to me even, you know, they keep talking about this the, uh, the luxury tax going up and the players want it to go up to 230 and then up to 260 or whatever 
whatever their number is, but don't they have to realize that this is only affecting like four teams. There's the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Mets, the uh, I'm probably missing one there, but um, those are the only teams that are even coming close to where it is in its current state. So why are we going to raise it to basically only affect a couple teams, whereas one of the early proposals that the owners were talking about was a salary floor and lowering the ceiling of that. And the players basically just you know scoffed it off and didn't go anywhere with it, where if you look at the how the league is broken down, there's like 13 teams that are spending under $100 million. So if you made the floor like $90 million and the, the ceiling where you're, you can still go above it, it's a soft cap or wherever you want to look at it, even if you put it lower that and go to 190, I think I calculated out you're going to inf- inject like 200 plus million in payrolls. So if I'm the players, I'm going back to the owners and drilling down on this floor concept. Makes sense to me. Yeah, uh, I, I, w- I would just say, you know, baseball not happening could be a very positive thing for golf. Uh, it doesn't tie people up watching games. So hopefully maybe golf will see a little bit of influence. Uh, in that. Uh, I haven't really been paying attention since they shut the door uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, on the college baseball front, I've been uh, seeing some highlights, some pretty, uh, can't think of the word I'm looking for. Looking for uh, <laughs> some big, exciting things going yeah, on there in the college, college baseball yeah. world. <laughs> some exciting things is yeah. what, you're looking, what you're looking for. You saw some fun things happening in yeah. college baseball. Yeah. They're happening, yeah. so it's it's better than nothing. That's right. Ten- <laughs> Tennessee uh, player from Tennessee, Ben Joyce, a pitcher, uh, stands at six four, and he was throwing absolute cheddar in the highlights that I saw. Uh, I think every pitch in the inning, he struck out three batters. All uh, nine or ten, eleven pitches, whatever he threw, uh, were clocked at over hundred miles an hour, topping out at hundred and four, and it looked effortless the way he was throwing the ball. Pretty pretty amazing. And then uh, you and I have been talking about Drew Jones, Andrew Jones' son, uh, the number one prospect. Uh, I saw the home run video that he shot or that he hit. Uh, He's getting some uh, razzling from the fans. And uh, I went on and was looking at the article and uh, saw he was at Wesleyan. And I was excited because I wanted to go check him out. And then you informed me that that's Wesleyan High School in Georgia, not Wesleyan College here in Connecticut. We were so, ready to go see him. Then. Yeah, we were ready. I, I was a little disappointed that he wasn't here because uh, I think that'd be a great player to watch. But uh, we'll keep an eye on him when he comes up through the ranks in the MLB. So, yeah, I, I think it's good to see college baseball and hopefully minor league baseball get a little uptick in viewership in the early goings here as well. But I kind of want to touch on uh, on your point on the golf thing with viewership potentially going up. That was something that I was uh, hoping to chat about anyway. So uh, I think golf viewership in general has gone up the last couple years i would think due to covid and more people playing golf because i think it's that rare sport where a majority of the viewers are players where in other sports you know i'm watching nfl football i am not playing football so i think there's a different relationship there that probably still hasn't gotten tapped into well enough i think there's so many great personalities now on the tour with the younger guys, the mix of Tiger as this like godfather-like figure now on the tour. Um, and, I, and we were talking a little bit at lunch today about this Netflix series that unfortunately is not going to be out probably until uh, after this golf season in, in the 
the fall or winter time, but they're filming during the season. I think they're starting with this weekend's uh, the Players' Championship, and then they have all the majors and the FedEx. They have all the big-time events, and they have 26 guys that are on board. They're not getting paid. It's all free, and they're just basically... Uh, it's a docu-series, so they're following them around, uh, both on the course, you know, when they're getting their swing lessons, they're just hanging out, you know, watching football with their buddies. They're just getting the human, the whole aspect of life on the tour, and, uh, you know, with the personalities that they have, again, it's JT and all the, all the big-time guys. I think Rory, Tiger, and Phil are the only three major people that aren't participating in this show, but I think that could have another huge impact on golf viewership. Yeah, I think the way they're marketing the players in the game now is good, too. You know, uh, take, for example, this weekend, you had the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, course conditions. Uh, I'm going to steal a word from, uh, who's the announcer? Yeah, who's on blanking on? Azinger, Paul Azinger. Azinger. Yeah. He used the term diabolical setup. So I don't know if you saw any of it. Uh, I've actually had the opportunity to play at Bay Hill. And I've been to the Bay Hill Invitational before they changed the name um, to the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And uh, the rough gets thick there in general, but the rough this weekend was almost unplayable. And then the wind kicked up on Sunday. Uh, you know, Scheffler didn't hit it well, and he said that in his interview afterwards. But man, he rolled in some putts and, and got a very deserving win there. His second win in, in three tries. And uh, you know, he's, he's atop the FedEx Cup standings right now. Yeah, I think he can actually get to number one if he wins this weekend is, I think, the stat that I heard. I watched a little of it on Saturday. Uh, watched a little basketball on Sunday, so I was a little sidetracked. But, uh, yeah, he's a cool, calm, collected customer. I saw some of his press conference, and he was just – it was fair or not. I mean, obviously the course was playing difficult, and he kind of just took it in stride, at least it seemed like to me, where some of the guys – might have gotten a little frustrated with it, and he just knew what he had to do, and just making par was like making birdie, and I think that was that was his mindset, and it ultimately uh, led him to the victory. Yeah, and another, uh, another young guy that we've talked about here before, Cameron Young, son of PGA professional David Young down in the Mets section, not far from us, um, had another strong finish, T13. I think he moved up to 43rd in the world, and I, I believe got himself an invite to the Masters. Not 100% sure on that, but uh, again, always fun to see uh, a familiar name and face that you know uh, on TV and on the leaderboards. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if you caught, uh, who uh, somebody threw their putter in the uh, the water there, and that was, uh, you know, it looked like uh, one of us out there on the golf course, I think. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good toss, a two-handed toss out there. That was good. That was uh, a good effort. Didn't make any putts with the putter, but he also didn't make any putts with his wedge after that, so... Maybe, maybe you should have tossed the sandwich in there, too, and put with the driver or something. Toss the whole bag in there. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, but good stuff there on the golf front. Uh, and the last little bit of uh, sports banter that I have is, is our ongoing conversation regarding the college basketball teams that are near and dear to us. I'll start with my Scarlet Knights, as always. Uh, they wrapped up their, everybody wrapped up their regular seasons over the weekend. Now we're rolling into some conference tournament action. Uh, Rutgers snuck in there as the four seed in the Big Ten, uh, securing the double bye, so they don't play again until Friday, where it looks like they're most likely going to play Iowa. And for the life of me, and it worries me big time, is that they are still somehow on this bubble, and I've seen them in the playing game. And I don't understand how you can have 
people talk about the Big Ten Conference like it's the best conference in college basketball, and Rutgers be the four seed, and they're on in the playing game when they got three teams behind them who are guaranteed spots, basically. And it makes me very, very worried about that. So I, I don't want to go too much into detail on how worried I am about that, but I'm worried. And I don't like it. <laughs> I, I can see the worry in your face, Timmy, and I hope for your sake they get into the tournament. Uh, I, I'd hate to see, uh, I hate to see you not show up to work for one day because you're buried underneath the pillow because the Rutgers team uh, just didn't make it in. It would be a nightmare, and I would, I don't even know where I would go. I would go to whoever was selecting this thing, and I would, I would have a conversation with them. Is what I would do. I have a, a little nice, conversation with them. Nice little conversation. On. But on the UConn side of things. You know, they kinda, they, they've been taking care of business, I think. Again, they're, they're looking like a strong team going into the tournament. I think they're playing on Thursday, and they are playing the winner of, I'm blanking Seton on that. Seton Hall in Georgetown. Yes. They're in yes, at yes. the number three seed down at Madison Square Garden this weekend. Yeah, yeah, so good to see them back. And obviously the Big East and the Big East tournament. I went to some, when I was in middle school, I actually went to a couple of the big Syracuse, UConn, Big East tournament games. So it's good to have them back, back in action there. Uh, and they are obviously very well entrenched in, in the tournament. And, you know, depending on how they, how they do in the conference tournament, should be probably somewhere in a four or five seed range, I would think, which is very, very strong for them. Yeah, we had an opportunity, uh, you and I, last night to join our friend John Coalition at the championship game for the Big East women's event at Mohegan Sun. Pretty much dominated by UConn. They didn't play a very clean game, but they still dominated uh, especially on the defensive end, pretty impressive to watch. I think they're going to end up in a number two seed, it sounds like, and be here in Bridgeport, so almost like home games for them, and I think they're set to make a deep run in the tourney. I agree, and like you said, the game was, uh, it was a fun time last night with our pal JK, and you know, being at Mohegan Sun, Mohegan Sun's a big sponsor of us here in the Connecticut section PGA, and the game was good last night, they dominated uh, I made the comment while we were there that, you know, UConn just, they looked like they were way bigger and faster than Villanova. And, you know, Villanova's no slouch of a team. Just goes to show, you know, Gino and what he's built up at UConn uh, and their program is just so strong. And I think they're peaking at probably the right time and Paige is getting some more minutes in there. So uh, the UConn ladies are certainly looking like a threat as always in uh, the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have the other local teams, too. I think I heard uh, on some other radio stations, uh, Fairfield and Quinnipiac. I know the Hartford Hawks men's team's making a run. This is their last season in Division One. I, I understand, uh, moving down to Division Three. So, um, you know, good for them to be making a run. All the best of luck to those teams as well. And one other note in basketball, um, Keontae Johnson of the Florida Gators. Don't know if you remember that name, but in 2020, uh, in a Florida game, he came out of a timeout huddle and collapsed face first on the floor and had some major uh, medical issues going on. I don't think they ever really discovered what was uh, what caused that, but um, he's actually suited up on, I believe it was Friday evening for senior night, their last home game, him as a senior. Um, and they did kind of an honorary tip-off with him out on the floor. And that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I saw that. And I think that they're trying to work him because I'm pretty sure he was a decent NBA prospects, so they're trying to kind of work him back into shape, and uh, certainly a good story there, and wish him the best of luck on his uh, recovery now. Yeah, and then spinning into the NFL world here, because there's some news that just came out there, but I almost wonder, is Tom Brady really done? Because I think yeah. he kind of deserves the send-off that Coach K got, so I, I kind of have this feeling 
I don't know. Did he sign his paper, his formal retirement paperwork yet with the NFL? I believe he has not. And I think I think we said it right off the bat, and I said it in my head if I didn't say it out loud, is it was just too weird how things just kind of puttered out for the greatest quarterback of all time. It was just like, you know, he came out last year and said he's playing until he's 50, and then all of a sudden you kind of heard grumblings uh, the day of the champions, NFC Championship game, and it was, you know, centered around him retiring, and that just seemed kind of weird, and like, oh, maybe he's just trying to leverage for something, and and then the ESPN story kind of leaked out, and he didn't confirm, and then the whole thing, the saga with, you know, is he actually retired, is he not, and then he made the statement that he is, but uh, for somebody like that, I mean, he's he's had to have seen, you know, the Jeter retirement tour, Mariano Rivera, David Ortiz, I mean, all these guys, Coach K, getting all these big send-offs and, you know, the, the greatest, most dominant winner potentially, uh, certainly in football, but, you know, right up there on the Mount Rushmore of athletes all time, uh, not getting that, it just seems a bit odd and he's been a bit too quiet on, you know, maybe turning down speculation or there's, there's too many rumors out there of him making some kind of comeback, whether that's like a mid-season kind of, kind of run or just coming out and and playing for somebody in the playoffs or it's all too weird to me yeah I think there's a farewell tour out there somewhere along the line in the near future for sure but his uh, his pal Aaron Rodgers is uh, as you mentioned cashed in pretty nicely a couple hours ago on his uh, looks like a four-year deal worth about 50 million a year and I never thought he was leaving Green Bay I'm happy that he is staying there uh, I am a big Aaron Rodgers supporter I think he is the greatest thrower of the football that I have ever seen I know some people a little older than me, you know, liken him to a little bit to Dan Marino in that sense. Um, but I, I would like to see him get another Super Bowl, get some credit that I think he deserves uh, as far as being one of the all-time, all-time greats. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I think he's just got to win win the big one one more time to, to rank himself really up there. Uh, obviously, I think this move for the Packers uh, is going to lead them to, uh, you know, get Devontae Adams back out there and on the field as his uh, number one go-to guy. And then uh, I think with that signing happening today or, or all that drama ending today, obviously the NFL world is going to kind of, the wheel's going to start turning there. You got Amari Cooper's out there, Russell Wilson, where are they going to land? Uh, and then we're coming into the, to the draft here shortly. So uh, NFL's ramping up while MLB's going into a hole, buddy. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you just jab me right in the side there with that one. That's what Bunker Banter is all about, right? Jeez. Friend, the knife out. <laughs> Friendly play. I was about to just hype up all sports, and then you just down my MLB uh, excitement. Well, with that said, I'm going to transition away from this and go right into our section activities. So you want to lead us off there, Denny? Section activities, yeah. So I know you're going to touch on the job fair, as I alluded to earlier. We have a... Uh, a fundraising concert coming to town. Uh, John Nowabilski, who's been a prolific fundraiser here in the Connecticut section, um, has gotten together with his good pal Andy Cooney. Uh, and Andy's going to do a show, Salute to the Veterans, Saturday, March 26th at the Hartford Club. Not to be confused with the Hartford Golf Club, that's the Hartford Club. Christened the Irish America's Favorite Son by the New York Times, Andy is one of the New York tenors and has performed at Carnegie Hall a dozen times. He will be joined by Irish comedian Mick Thomas. Proceeds from that evening are going to benefit the PJ Hope program here in Connecticut and at Springfield. 
And you can go buy tickets online at andycooney.com. Yeah, so uh, I'll also touch on some things. We have a PGA Coach uh, webinar this Thursday uh, at 11 to 12 with Anthony Vitale from PGA of America as well as Brian Bain, who you guys should all know. Uh, And I think PGA Coach is definitely an underutilized app that is available to all PGA members um, that can basically be a one-stop shop for transact. It can be transactional. It can just be used as a way to get help you with your lesson plans or anything like that. But you know, I think there's a lot there, and they, they you know, Brian Bain likes to say they're building it as the plane is flying. I think is usually his uh, his analogy that he uses. So it's kind of being built as it goes. But you know, we've had a number of our PGA members already become ADM certified and then create their coach profile which is then put on a public space and then they get what they refer to as uh, leads. So basically people are coming to this PGA coach looking for instruction, looking for a PGA coach, looking for programming, searching by their zip code and it's pulling up. I'll use Ian Marshall because I know Ian is has generated a bunch of leads from this and they pull up Ian, they pull up his bio, they see what Ian's all about. Uh, what he's offering, kind of what his mindset is, whatever information you really want to put on this, and then they book a lesson with him. So he's generated, I think, about 30, 30 leads from that, um, which is awesome. And we have another number of other professionals uh, as well. I know Justin Smith is up there, Josh Carney uh, as well. So just some good stuff there on PGA Coach. And I think uh, taking the time to just go through that hour webinar with the guys there will be very helpful. And I'll send out another uh, link to that. Uh, on Thursday. Awesome. Good opportunity out there. And then we also have a week from today, March 15th, you have Evan Lambert is going to be presenting at our workshop, going to be covering designing, planning, executing a junior development program. Uh, That's going to be at Tumblebrook Country Club. We're hoping to be outside for that event. Uh, Going to be 3 to 5 p.m. You can register for that online. Um, We also have, uh, don't forget to mark the date for the PGA Spring Meeting, April 12th. Going to be held at Golf Club of Avon. That registration open yet, Timmy? Live. Live. Registration is live. On the website, ctpga.com. Yeah, Yeah. look for it there. Look for it in the e-update. We'll get get all situated with that, get everybody together. And uh, the Spring Meeting is like the kickoff to the season. So, you know, it's good to see everybody there at, uh, at Avon, hopefully. Yeah, right after the Masters. Right after the Masters in March Madness, and baseball should be starting, but you know. And the last, uh, Dennis mentioned the job fair. I, I kind of went on my spiel about it on the last Bunker Banter. It's been in a few of the updates. Sent a number of emails out there. Uh, here's how I'm going to put this. Yeah, everybody always talks about you know the summer, the summer bod. You make your you make your summer bod in the winter. You make your summer staffing also in the winter. So if you guys need help with any of your staffing needs, not just assistant professionals or golf professional staff, but any kind of golf operations, uh, F&B, maintenance, anything like that, you know, and you're just looking for bodies, we're trying to just put this virtual job fair together uh, and get it out there to a, a number of different organizations and, and hope to help you guys fill, fill these roles. So I won't go too much more into details I have in the past, but certainly reach out to me. We want to get this thing going ASAP, and we have a few clubs already participating, but the more the merrier. There's no limit on how many we can have. And on the tournament side of things, we have registration open for the 40th playing of the Connecticut Senior Open. Shenacasset will be playing host for the 25th consecutive year. The 
field is going to fill up fast. Don't forget to register for that July 11th and 12th. And registration is also open for Travelers Qualifying, which will take place in June. We also have the Hartford Women's Open and section events that kick off the season, Spring Pro Pro, Walter Lowell, and the Connecticut PGA Championship. So head to the website, ctpga.com, and get registered now. And on that note, Denny, I don't think we have uh, anything else section-related to wrap up on. So this concludes yet another wonderful, wonderful episode of Bunker Banter. Like us on Instagram, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Facebook, wherever we are. Find us, like us, listen to us, and we will see you next time. We're out. We're out. <laughs>